I'm going to go live on my Facebook page also. Okay, and I want I need everybody to mute their phones. I want to welcome everyone from Facebook and Sedora Radio for tuning in today for our first annual book stop. For those that do not know who I am, I am Angela Thomas Smith. I am the host of Walk in Purpose with Angela here on Sedora Radio. I air every Sunday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I am also the founder of AALAC, the African-American Author Literacy Awareness Campaign, where I truly believe in bringing awareness to brown authors all over this world. I am also the CEO for Aspiring Authors Magazine, where my desire is to bridge the gap between brown authors and to touch on topics that's affecting our brown community. So I am super excited tonight because we have about 25 amazing authors that's going to be sharing their journeys and sharing their um, books with you guys, giving you an opportunity to get up close and personal with them tonight. And hopefully you will get an opportunity to follow them and find out just a little bit about them. So we're going to get started. I know we don't have all of the authors here. I'm going to try to go in the order that we have. Um, let me, um, if you would, if you are following us, if you would please share this broadcast on your social media um, circle of influence, um, I would greatly appreciate that. And for the authors, if you would please post your links, if you are on social media, if you would post your links to your books so that um, the followers can follow you guys and check you guys out. Post your links and your um, Facebook um, pages, your social media accounts as well, if you can. So let me pull up my sheet so I can go ahead and get started. And I want to thank Mark Allen, the owner of Sedora Radio, for allowing us this opportunity to be live on Sedora Radio. Um, I tell you, he is amazing, and I love being a part of that network. So if you're not following us, please go over and follow us. Download that app and um, make sure that you're following us. So I'm gonna do a roll call really quick and see if um, my first person is up. Let's see if she here. I'm gonna actually check and see if she's here. Y'all got to bear with me because I don't have the best eyesight either. Hmm. And these little letters, I can't hardly see them, y'all. I'm getting old. Stop. <laughs> Look, are my co-hosts on? It's um Corey. Corey, you on? I can't see everybody. Let me see. I need to see if my co-hosts are on. It's Corey and Frederick. Are y'all on? I don't hear y'all. I don't see y'all either. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Oh my god, they're not on. Okay, so we're gonna get started. So Daphne, I think Daphne was supposed to go first. Um, and Daphne is not here. Daphne is actually an author out of Germany. Um, she's not here, so we're going to move to the next author. That would be, and I'm bad with names, Rashid. That would be you. You can unmute yourself and share with us a little bit about who you are and your book, please. Uh, hi, everyone. First of all, thank you so much, Angela, for giving us the opportunity to talk about our books and talk about our journeys uh, in general in life. Uh, I am from Melbourne, Australia. So it's uh, the new year has already started here last night. So it's 10 o'clock in the morning for the New Year's Day. So happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year's. Uh, 
So we started rocking with the the new year with the you know the author's uh, galaxy in here. So I would like to say thank you everybody you know for joining in and thank you Angela for inviting me to this galaxy of authors. And I'm really proud and honored uh, to be part of this. But um, thank you for coming. If you would please share a little bit about yourself in your book. Yes, uh, no, my name is Rashid Khan. So I'm the founder and CEO of Evacuation. So my journey started in 2012 about emergency management. So this is all about emergency management. So people, uh, I'm trying to make people aware of the emergency and its dangers and how to plan about it, how to be prepared, how to act um, on um, the dangers uh, in, within life. And you know, the, some of them are actually unseen. So we can't really predict like earthquakes and the floods can come in and uh, there are a few others. So uh, I started my journey with emergency management 2012. I was, before that I was part of uh, one of the largest bank in Australia, which is called National Australia Bank. So I worked there within the database administration side of it. But in 2012, uh, I took a little bit of a lead from emergency management and came into that domain. Uh, that domain, you know, opened my vision to how people respond to emergency in a very different way. I started working on a plan of for the organization to, you know, help and get compliant and do a few other things in that domain. By 2013, uh, I realized that, you know, there is a lot of gaps in the, uh, in the industry at the industry level, not just the financial sector, because our bank is one of the top 50 bank in the world. So at that level, and I was dealing with another four banks, which are top 50 banks in the world uh, within Australia. So I dealt at an industry level and proposed some solutions of how we can manage emergency better in a better way. So I started proposing a few solutions in there. And by 2014, I realized that the problem is not small. It's, it's on a bigger level, it's on, not an industry level. It might be on the state level or the country level or maybe the world needs to open up their eyes to emergencies, how we deal with emergencies in a day, everyday life. You know, we see fires happening all across the globe, everywhere. Uh, this COVID-19 is just one another emergency, you know. Uh, it has uh, opened up to so many levels of emergencies, but still, at the end of the day, it is an emergency. So people were not aware, not planned for all these things. So I started working on a solution from 2015 onwards, and I came up with um, a mobile app, a portal, and learning management system, so complete composite uh, solution. So 2015 onwards, I started working on, the, uh, on how we can manage these emergencies, how we can have a, a real-time data, how we can have a real hierarchy of events, because what happens in an event when an emergency occurs people lost control of communication. So they don't know uh, what sort of communication they need to adhere to. They don't have the control because, you know, a lot of other things um, happen within our system, not just within our system, but within the organizational system as well. Like um, people uh, really panic when in a real fire situation, you know, a real earthquake situation. People start to panic. They forget all what they had to do. Um, in a you know normal drill scenario and all that. So what they do, they uh, I'm not saying they disobey, but because every human, his life is the most important thing to him or her. So what they do 
they become a little more selfish and that is a real deal. They become a little bit more selfish and they become self-centric at that point and try to save their lives. And that's a, a human behavior. You can't really you know, stop that. Wow. So what well, I would mean, love... Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Angela. Um, I was going to ask you to share about your book, um, how they can get your book and how they can follow you. You are on social media because I ran across you on Facebook. I had the privilege of um, running across you through um, Women We Can. Um, I think you, you you spoke at one of our conferences. And um, I want them to be able to connect with you because um, he is a great humanitarian. He, he, he believes in human rights and um, he's an amazing person to connect with. Um, so I would love for you to share um, how individuals could follow you, how they can reach out to you. Yeah, so on that journey, when I developed that solution in uh, last year, now it has become the last year, right? So for me, it's 2019. So in 2019, we started deploying this uh, solution on a, on a very different levels. And now we started engaging with the governments and providing them with the solution. So we have gone to the government level. What I really needed at that time is to create a complete awareness campaign on, you know, to let people know what emergency is because, you know, the, I think the dilemma today is people don't understand. And even today, even, you know, we have seen a complete year of pandemic, people still don't understand what an emergency can do to their lives. It can change their lives completely. It can you know, what happened in Lebanon, because we are talking about the, the pandemic, but we haven't seen the other emergencies. So bushfires happened in the very start of 2019, which killed half a billion population of animals. So now that's a big, big loss. You cannot recover that loss, you know. Uh, and the countdown on COVID-19 is obviously the human loss, but if you look at the losses overall to this uh, this world, they have been phenomenal. You see the Beirut, the Lebanon um, uh, shipwreck. So you see how much devastated those people were who were affected by that emergency. They will not remember uh, COVID-19 for that year. They will remember the Lebanon, um, uh, the shipwreck. And then what happened in Earth, earthquake in Turkey and all that is a composite emergency uh, gap we see today. Wow. So I started writing my book on, you know, don't die during emergencies. So I started writing it uh, last year in the middle of it. Uh, by August, I started writing about my book. I haven't launched my book yet. Uh, my book is getting ready to be launched in, in March, but I'm right on my course onto it and my publisher is on my back uh, just to make sure that, you know, I'm writing all the right content and delivering the message to the broader audience. So don't die during emergency is the name of my book and it's coming in March. Uh, I'm half, not half through, I'm 70% through to my uh, writing. And it has opened my horizon to another level because when you write about something, you learn really deeply about something as well. So I think uh, there are a lot of, you know, experienced authors in this group, you know, who can shed light of you yes. know, what <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for sharing with us. Um, if you would post your links, um, how we can um, contact you inside of um, the um, chat box, if you would. Um, I'm going to see if we have our next speaker is supposed to be Ben. I don't think Ben is here. Um, of course, Ben is in Africa. 
Um, I don't think he is here. I don't see him on the wall. Um, my next one is Kenyatta. Is Kenyatta here? I don't see her on my list. I don't see her on the um the list either. So Black Diamond, hey. you're up next. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am so excited to be here with everybody. And some of them are familiar faces and some of those faces I am so happy to see. I am so grateful to be here with you guys tonight and to be bringing in the new year with everyone. I am author Black Diamond. I am also your perfectly imperfect parent coach. And I say perfectly imperfect because I am not perfect. And my kids will tell you that every day. I am the parent of 12 children, six boys and six girls. So I have my own Brady Bunch here with me. And I am also the author of the Stacey F series of children's books on foster care and adoption. My current book now is 1380 Prospect Avenue and this is based out of New York. And it tells the story of three brothers that went into foster care after, after the murder of their family. They first went into the home to live with their biological family which didn't work out and they was thrust into foster care. I'm not gonna give you too much about the book because we also have the book trailer out and I would love for everybody to go see it. I'm gonna throw my site out there real quick. It is authorblackdiamond.com. You can catch it on my website. I also do coaching on parenting. I am gifting anyone that you feel would love this book to help parent themselves. I co-authored this book with actress, comedian, Kim Coles. It is called Open Your Gifts, Volume 2. And I'm also giving you another gift, my memoir. You can get it for anyone. I'm going to send it to you, Angela. This will give you some insight into Black Diamond, my journey through life. I am so grateful to have been on this platform with you guys. I talk mostly about foster care and adoption and parenting yourself because it's so important for you to parent yourself. I also do the grandparent cafe because grandparents don't have rights, not in when it comes to court to get their grandchildren. I know that because I tried and I attempted to get my grandchildren and I lost and that was the first time, but I was able to advocate and I won the second time to be able to be the guardian of my grandson so I talk to other family members and other people who are trying to go through the same thing of trying to obtain custody of their grandchildren. It is not a fight that they should be going alone. So I am here to do it. I do grandparent cafes. They are two hours and it's a lot of information, a whole wealth of information that I provide to you to help you on your journey to get in custody of your grandchildren. This will also work if you want custody of nieces and nephews, or if you want to go through foster care. I am also a social worker in this state. I am originally from New York. So anybody out there from New York, hey. hey. But I am currently living in Maryland, hey. <laughs> so that is basically it. I know we are only on a time span of um, a few minutes. I don't want to take anybody else's time up. You can reach me on any social media under author Black Diamond, that's Black B-L-A, Q-U-E, and the other thing is that is my real name, Black Diamond. I am on Facebook. I am on, <laughs> I am on all social medias under that name. So you can find me there. I am on authorblackdiamond.com, which is my website. My email is authorblackdiamond357 at Yahoo. 
Amen. Well, I want to thank you for sharing. We'll be back in just a second. Um, I have, oh, we, and I think I'm going to mess your name up. I'm bad with names, baby. I'm going to try. Let me see. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Oh. And I know she's here because I just seen her. Angela, we can't see your picture either. We can see your. Uh, I know. Oh. I know. All right. <laughs> Vernay Taylor, did I say that right? Vernay? You're up, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. Hello, we're moving. yes, you said it. How are you? Can you guys hear me? How are you? Yes, we can. Awesome, awesome, I'm still looking festive, okay? I got my Christmas tree earrings on and my little hat, okay? I was gonna try to do my little dress up the way that I could. Um, so it's kind of weird. I can't really hear everybody else, but welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. You guys, I'm going to bring the energy. Okay. We're not going to be solace. We're not going to be somber. It's a celebration. We made it through 2020. And when I tell you, I barely made it. When I tell you my story, you're going to know, um, how I barely made it. I just want to make sure I have everything set. Um, but while I get started, I want those that are on the line how many of y'all can say purpose? Can somebody say purpose? Purpose. 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 I want to hear it loud and clear. Purpose. 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 I can only see a few squares on my on my um my iPad. It's like the Hollywood square. But yes, purpose. So I'm saying purpose because at a time in my life when I should have been celebrating. It's a pivotal moment in my life. Um, 30 is such a pivotal moment. I don't know who said, who made these rules, that 30, every woman is supposed to have it together. She's supposed to be married, maybe engaged, you know, attached. Her career is supposed to be flourishing and she's supposed to be snatched and everything, right? So this is the pivotal moment for, my, for me, right? And I think society teaches us that. I don't know where it came from, but you know, we say they say. So they say that 30 was supposed to be that time for me. I should be celebrating, right? I'm coming up on my 30th birthday. Instead, I'm mourning the loss of everything and everybody that meant something to me. And I mean everybody. My father, 57 years old. My pastor, shout out to Pastor Pat, Patricia Webster of Shallow Pentecostal Church in Somerville. She was everything to me. And her daughter, Patty Webster, if anybody knows in entertainment, she was one of the biggest publicists in entertainment. Um, she was a mentor of mine. And it all happened consecutively. They say the deaths kind of come in threes. So at this time, when I lost everything that meant something to me, I, I felt like I lost my identity. I lost sight of the things that I desired to do. I lost sight of my passion. And I didn't even want to go on. It completely just knocked me off my feet. I didn't know what to do with my life. And it wasn't until I got quiet, I reconnected with my maker, Okay, come on, somebody. And Amen. I, I, I really blocked out the noise, you know, because sometimes we realize we're just existing. We're just going through life. You know, we're just making it, you know, I'm taking it one day at a time. We're not really flourishing. We're not walking in our passion. We're not walking in our purpose. We're not doing anything intentional, right? I was also mourning the loss of a 10-year relationship, a nearly 10-year relationship of a man that I thought I was going to marry. So everything, every part of who I thought I was, was wrapped up in this man, wrapped up in my father, wrapped up in the unknown. 
And it wasn't until I reconnected with who I was and what it is that I wanted that I started my life and that I realized something's gotta change. So let me go back a little bit and tell you a little bit about myself. I am Renee Taylor. I am the founder and CEO of Triple Threat Vision where we specialize in mentorship and finding your voice and defining your purpose. And so in 2011, when I lost my father and along with those other people that I said and the demise of a lot of different things, it was a lot of questions I had. There was a lot of rediscovering I needed to do. I had to have somewhat of a rebirth, okay? And sometimes we have to have a breakdown before we can have a breakthrough. And so that's when I ended up writing my first book or being featured in my first collaboration, Breakthrough. And that was with Les Brown, Johnny Wimbry, and Nick Halleck, and a lot of other beautiful authors across the country. And in this book, Breakthrough, I spoke about my life. I spoke about the idea that my father, he did not have the capacity to maybe give me the security I needed emotionally because he was an alcoholic, right? But I knew that he loved me. And I'm so glad that we had an amazing conversation before he passed. And unfortunately his body succumbed to cancer. But at 57, there was so much more to be realized. There was so much more potential there. So I knew that his passing couldn't be in vain. I knew that his passing or his, him being here on earth at some point and him deciding to have myself and my brother that we had a responsibility to continue his legacy. So in that book, I spoke about myself. I talked about all the key players, my 91 year old grandmother, his mother who raised us, my mother who's still alive, God bless her, just had a birthday in May. And I talked about my life and personal development and my rebirth and having to have that breakdown and lose it all to be basically falling on my knees, having to really start fresh and start over essentially. And I didn't realize that everything that happened before 30 didn't even matter. Everything that happened before 30 was, was futile. It was meaningless. It starts now. Today is where I dare to live. I dare to live on purpose. I dare to take that loss and move from that loss and grief and break through to my confidence so that I can live my life on purpose. So breakthrough was the first thing that I did. That was my entry point to entrepreneurship and that was my entry point to authorship. And I just wanted to give a glimpse and give a taste of what it was like with toxic relationships, being the daughter of, of a man who had addictions and vices where he couldn't take care of us, being around so many powerful women, matriarch women, my 91-year-old grandmother, who's the oldest person I know that's still living today, right? How many of y'all know women that are just doing it all, super women, you know, having to be self-sufficient, having to be mommy and daddy all at once, still out here conquering the world and what that was like for me and how this, this grave responsibility that I had, this weight that I had to, to just be, be everything to everybody else. But like I say in my book, you can't see it here in my banner. It's actually a quote from my next book that I'll tell you about. If the lifeguard drowns, nobody gets saved. So I had to learn self-care. I had to learn what is it that Renee wants? What is it that I want to do with my life? And who is it that I want to become? Not because of my past, not because of my family lineage, not because of addiction, not because of generational curses or patterns. I dare today to live and decide and define who it is I want to be and who it is I want to become. So that's why I ended this book and I ended my chapter in Breakthrough that I have here that is going to go to a special somebody 
who wins the contest. I'm not sure how we're going to do that, but um, somebody will win a copy of this book along with a beautiful uh, bookmark. <laughs> I change my logo all the time, by the way. But <laughs> you will get this book, Johnny Wimbrey, Les Brown, Nick Halleck, and myself. And I ended this book with, I'm Renee Taylor. I am still breaking through and I hope you do too. So that is really important that breaking through, getting through something, overcoming, even grief, it's not something that we, that we just overcome and it's like, oh, it's gone, poof, be gone. I made it, I'm out here, I'm doing it big. No, it's a constant revisiting and inventory and checking in with yourself. How are you feeling? What are you doing well? What are, where is it that you can grow? Where is it that you can improve? How can you better yourself? Because again, if a lifeguard drowns, nobody gets saved. So I learned all of that in that book. And that was my start of it all. So after Breakthrough, just recently this past July, where I turned 38, shout out to all the people in their 30s. <laughs> um, I turned 38 and I said, you know, I had a long list of, I guess you could, I guess you could say it's a bucket list, right? But bucket list sometimes, is, it, it suggests that like when you're about to, you know, pass or something's going on or you had something terminal. But for me, it was like a list of to-dos that I wanted to get done for my birthday. And I said that I wanted to um, write a book and publish a book. So I ended up, publishing Letters to My Father, Seven Steps to Healing from the Loss of a Parent. And this book here, I started this in 2011 when I lost my father. And I didn't know how I was gonna feel. I didn't know how it was supposed to feel because you know our relationship was shaky during my teenage years. My younger years, I absolutely adored him. I was a daddy's girl. Everybody knew that he just loved me and adored me. Um, and you know, it gets very complicated. I'm sure people here on the, on the broadcast, you know, it can get complicated. So men love your daughters, men affirm your daughters, men lift your daughters up, teach them what they should be looking for when they're out here in the world. Because if you don't, if you don't give them what it is that they need, trust and believe they're going to go searching for it. Trust and believe they're going to go find it. And that's what I talked about in Breakthrough, about toxic relationships trying to find myself, trying to find validation in other places, in all the wrong places. So I started this book in this spiral notebook. Um, I still have it, it's worn out, but it was the way that I could revisit him. Um, I could get to a pot, quiet place, writing poems, letters, things I would have said to him um, every birthday, every Father's Day, every anniversary, which is really important. And I took that spiral notebook and I transformed it into a guide, very easy read guide of seven steps that I went through as grief is gonna look different for everybody else. But that's what I did. So Letters to My Father, Seven Steps to Healing from the Loss of a Parent. It is out now. It is on um, all platforms. It's on Amazon. It's in um, ebook Kindle for those that like to just download and see things on their tablets or iPads. And of course, you have a hard copy, autographed copy, along with some other goodies um, that I can ship out to you from anywhere in the country. So again, my name is Renee Taylor. I'm still breaking through. I hope you do too. I am the founder and CEO of Triple Threat Vision, where I assist you in moving from a place of loss and grief, stepping into your confidence to break through, to dare to live life on purpose. Thank you so much for having me. Thank wow. you, Angela. I can't see you on the Hollywood squares. Thank you, Erica, <laughs> thank you. for um, recommending me to this broadcast. And thank you to all the beautiful women and men that I see here that are going to be speaking later. Thank you for coming on and sharing with us. I, I, I truly appreciate it. I, I know y'all want to see me. I'm about to come up. It, 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 it's a delay. So that's why I 
remove myself so it wouldn't mess up the broadcast. Um, so y'all would know. I'm not trying to avoid y'all, but I just didn't want to mess up the broadcast. So that's why I'm not on screen. But I want to thank you for coming on and sharing. And we have next, Miss. I'm going to mess your name up. I already know I'm going to mess your name up. <laughs> Kadia? Is it Kadia? Kadina? Is it Katie and Asimota? Yes, I'm sorry. You, you <laughs> already okay. knew I, <laughs> I know it was me. I just want to hear your voice calling that name. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm bad sometimes. Hi, good night, guys. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. A prosperous New Year. 2021 may be rough, but it's not all that rough. I can say it's one of the greatest year, though, commercial trials and tribulation hallelujah he said without the the, the um the trouble you want to know what that something without the trouble and the trial you want to know what you possess something like that yes we got to go through the tribulation to find our purpose we got to go through the, the breakdown to really see what god have possessed inside of us for us to put it out in the making and come to um Come to life. So I'm Katie Nasimota. I'm a Jamaican living in the US for the past five years now. Never know I'll become an order. When I um lost my second child, my husband was here and I was going through a lot at the moment. We were going through financial difficulties, couldn't buy food, couldn't find my daughter grew all her clothes, didn't have clothes on her back. Um stuff was rough. You know, and then my husband, after stuff started to show a little better, my husband migrated. We excited for a second child. I ended up last my second child. Um, went in the hospital, came out, trying to find my way. I was, a, I'm a Christian during that period, but I was broken because I didn't feel loved by my parents or I didn't have a father love or, you know, my mother wasn't there when I had my first child and I was just hurting from all angle and then financial problem hit us and we were struggling. My husband got to walk miles to go to work. We, we got to use one shoe's bottom to top up the harder shoes. We were struggling. But during that period of time, I know I have a peace and I never lost my joy. I will always smile. I was always happy. I was always grateful. And during that time, after last and my baby went home, I was trying to put together some Bible verse, some Bible verse for my daughter to learn because I always play with her memory. She memor memorized things so quickly. So I would say, you know what? You need to learn the Bible bit scripture and learn how to call the scripture and read them. And I put together some Bible verse in alphabetical order because she was like three at the time. So I was putting some Bible good. No, she was two years and had because her birthday wasn't here yet. Put in some Bible verse for her to read it. I realized she memorized all of the, the 26 Bible verse by the morning to come when I gave her them. She memorized them. I put them in alphabetical order and then I heard a voice. You just write their first book. I'm like, okay. I didn't have a computer because I write with a pen. Didn't have a computer. I ended up borrowed a computer, typed them up, went to an internet cafe and I put them in the book. Then I realized it's so. I have to like staple them together. Then when I get here, 
this year, little before Corona, I tried to work on them and get them in a proper book form. And just after I started that, oh my God, it ended up into a bigger verse, not just A, B, C, R, the Bible verse, but words to encourage our children. Um, I, I gotta say, thank you, Lord. I'm grateful. I even have the adult one to it because this was the first one came out, then Corona it, and then I start working on the kiddies one. It's daily inspirational words with the Bible verse from A to Z for adults, reminding you that you're not in this alone. And that's where my book started. And then I started writing more books. I, I did a collaboration with 12 different authors from 12 different countries called The Dog Secret. And then I end up writing a personalized book for my daughter in one year, this year. I end up writing a personalized book for my daughter and the writing just kicked off. My, you can, it's available on um, Amazon. You can get it on my page on Kadian Palmer, yeah, uh, Kadian Palmer and Facebook, Asimota. And I'm on Instagram at Kadian Asimota. Check me out, guys. I just upload, I just create my first shop on Shopify. I'm also on Shopify at Kadian PA Gifts. You can check me out and my story is there and you can get some lovely books. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing. I always love for you to come on and share. Thank you. <laughs> so we got to move on to, is Daphne on yet? I think I've seen Daphne come on. If Daphne is on, I'm going to go ahead and let Daphne um, go. Daphne, are you here? I see you. Hey, Daphne. You're muted. Okay, hi guys. How Happy are you? Happy New Year. It's New Year here in Germany already. Oh, Happy New Year. Yeah, it's one. No, it's it's um 12:57, here. All right, all right, all right. Well, Happy New yeah, Year. Yeah, how you guys yeah. doing? We are doing great. Who is Daphne? I want to know about Daphne. <laughs> I am Daphne Hampton. I am from Houston, Texas, but I live now in Lunchstool, Germany. Um, I am an author of two books, a mother, a grandmother, a talk show host of The Most Daphne Show, and that's me <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> I write about uh, deceit. I write about heartbreak. I write to bring hope to the brokenhearted, and one of my books that I have out is called The Fragrance of Deceit Stinks. And it's basically about a seasoned woman who's been through a lot of, you know, abandonment, a, a rejection, you know, she's had her own business, she's done a lot of things in life, but she has a timeline of things that have happened in her life that makes her choose to love in spite of. And I think that's the real test of time. Can we love in spite of everything that we've been through? And I associate heartache and deceit and betrayal with the fragrance for some reason. So I say the fragrance of deceit stinks. So uh, I am the host of the Most Daphne Show. Uh, my co-host is Amber Hudson. Uh, my ma um, manager or production manager is Tracy Powell. We started the Most Daphne Show 
in August and it was because of the pandemic and everything that was going on, the unrest and the injustice and everything that's going on in the world today. And we just felt like if we could just do one hour of positivity, one hour to give people hope and to encourage people to hold on tight and you know don't let go that this too shall pass, then that's what we wanted to do with the Most Daphne Show. So I started the show. We've done 25 episodes. It's been really great. We're getting great reviews. And I have to just send a big shout out to Angela because she's come on the show. She did an awesome job. But not just that she came on the show and graced us with her presence, but she has connected me with all of these phenomenal people, authors all over the world. And I'm just so grateful and so thankful for her. And any of you that's on here today that want to be a part of our podcast, a part of the most most Zaffley show, get your books out here, get people to know you all across the world. You get a chance and opportunity to be on a podcast in Europe, in Germany. So I welcome you all to come and be a part of what we're doing. And I'm here right now with four beautiful, with the four of us here. We just finished our vision boards. So I hope you guys have great vision for 2021 to be uh, trendsetters, trailblazers, you know, mostly helping people, getting out there, doing things that you can do to encourage and give people hope. And that's what I'm all about. That's what we're all about over in this part of the country right now. Yes. Well, I want to thank you, Daphne, for coming on and sharing with us. Um, I, she's definitely um, been a blessing to me. And she did open her platform up for me to be able to um, share authors um, over in Germany. So I thank her for that. Um, and we are going to continue to partner um, in 2021. I'm yes. excited about that as well. Yes. So let me see who else has come in. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Thank for you for coming. No problem. It's my my pleasure. <laughs> I saw you. I was just writing about you guys yesterday on the on the show. So y'all check out the show from last night. I shot every shot at everybody that's been on the show. I shouted you guys out. So <laughs> go and check oh, it out. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Ashley Hudson. Oh, you put your links in there. Okay. Yeah, put I your will. links up. In the chat. Okay, I will. Thank you. A reminder, everyone, make sure that you put your links in the contact, um, in the um, chat so that we can stay connected. I don't see um, Ashley on, so we're going to move to the next person. So after Ashley is Alma. Alma, I saw you. Where are you at? There you go, Alma. You're up next. Okay. <clears throat> hey there. Who, me? You you talking to me? Yeah, 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 you. The fat black woman from Mississippi. You ain't never going to amount to nothing. Your future's already been planned for you. You're always going to be uneducated, barefoot, and pregnant. You might be an alcoholic or addicted to drugs. Oh, you're not talking to me. No, no, not me anymore. See, all my life, you almost made me believe your lies. But now I understand the battle was in my mind and you almost won. Did you hear me, depression? Did you hear me, oppression? Did you hear me, low self-esteem, lack of self-confidence? 
Well, if you didn't hear me, let me say it a little louder. You almost won, but you didn't. Because you see, the only thing that I thought I couldn't live without, I buried in Amityville Cemetery. But I'm unstoppable because I put on my far, full armor and I'm ready for battle. Yes, dream killers, I'm armed and dangerous. I'm a demon slayer, giant killer. I'm unstoppable. I'm, woman, I'm Wonder Woman. I'm invincible. I'm every woman. I can't stop. I won't stop chasing my dreams. I won't stop until my bank account statements reads a million dollars. I won't stop until I'm living in my dream home, being driven by a sofa in my dream car, living a life that God has destined for me. I'm unstoppable. Oh, yes, enemy. You all. Almost, you tried to assassinate me, kill my dreams and aspirations and goals, but I'm still standing and I'm standing tall. I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look like the fiery furnace. I don't look like the lion's den, but I am unstoppable. I'm more than a conqueror, and you can't stop God's purpose for my life. No, Satan, I understand now that delayed is not denied, that my present situation and my present circumstance is not my future situation. Yeah, you wanted to frustrate me, but I refused to quit. You knocked me down, but you see, I'm like that clown at the carnival. The one that you take the ball and you knock it down and he almost goes down, but he bounces back up again and you realize that you lost. Well, that's me. I bounce back again because I'll never give in, give up, or give out. I'll never quit. I'm unstoppable. Just like the Red Sea couldn't stop Moses, nothing can stop me. The fiery furnace couldn't stop the Hebrew boys, the lions then couldn't stop me. I'm screaming, yes, I can because I'm unstoppable. The world is a war zone, but I'm armed and dangerous, unstoppable. I'm on the battlefield and I'm ready for war. I'm unstoppable, ladies, and so are you. I am Minister Alma Thomas. Woo! <laughs> the founder of Alma Thomas Collins Ministry. And I am an author, a co-author of many books, but my solo project is entitled Dream Killers. I started my writing journey on February 13th, 2009. And the book that I started to write was called um, From the Waiting Room to the Recovery Room because on February 13th, 2009, I lost my only child, my only son. And I started writing and started my process to healing. And I couldn't understand why I could never finish the book from the recovery room to the waiting room until one day, God said to me, I was working on an article for a, ma a magazine and I was just gonna dust up and I have so many writings and so many books, I was just gonna dust up something and send it on off. And as I was sitting there and I was thinking, God dropped dream killers into my spirit. And I said, dream killers, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you mean by that, God? And he said, you have not been able to finish. It's not because you're your procrastination. It's not because of your fear of failure. It's not because of your fear of success. It's not because of your low self-esteem. It's not because of your depression that you have not been able to finish this book. But it's because you have not yet recovered. Uh, you're in the waiting room and I've been calling you, but you've been listening to so many other voices that you could not hear my voice. And as I began to write Dream Killers, I began to, re to release all the pain, all the unforgiveness, all the hurt, 
See, I at, when when you when you're in a church and you're a minister, you know, you you people hold you to a certain standard and people was always telling me, "You you you're so you're so strong. You know, you can handle it. Oh, I don't believe you lost your child and you are so strong." But on the inside I wasn't strong. On the inside I was slowly dying and even though I was in the pulpit, even though I was preaching, I was spiritually dying. And God said, you have allowed along the way, you have allowed dream killers to kill your dreams. You have allowed people, papers and things to kill the dream that I instilled in you from a little girl. You was always the dreamer. You were like Joseph, even though people tried to kill you, you dreamed yet again. So as I wrote, uh, thank you, Jesus. As I wrote Dream Killers, I began to heal the little girl inside of me. I allowed her to grow up and move out. And I finished writing Dream Killers. And when I, as I was writing that book, I realized that on tonight, this is what I want to share. You got to be careful who your midwives are. Because sometimes... While you are under anesthesia, you think your midwife is praying for you, is, is, mm. is there for you, is helping you birth out your baby. But secretly, while you're sleeping, they're mm. killing your babies. Bye, so bye, you got to be careful who you have in your inner circle. Everybody yes. can't go with you to the next level. You can't share. See, what I found out that is I'm a, I'm a sharer, and I like All to right share now. And I like to I like to encourage people and I like to empower people, but everybody doesn't want to be encouraged and everybody doesn't want to be empowered and everybody doesn't want to see yes. you change and everybody doesn't want to see you grow. So what I had to realize is that there was some people in my life that God was trying to gently break me away from, but I kept on holding on to them. I kept on dragging them with me. I drug them with me and God said they can't. God said finally they can't go where you're going. Because you see what happens is that you can't share your dreams with somebody whose dreams have already died. Ooh, bah, bah, bah. They're not going to be happy for you because they don't have a dream. And every and they'll be dream killers and they'll try to kill your dreams and they'll tell you, you can't do that. You're too old to do that. Who's going to read your book? No one's going to read your book. And then when you tell them, oh, I published my book, I self-published it. Oh, why'd you self-publish it? You couldn't get anybody to publish it. They try to speak death to your dream. So sometimes you have to understand you cannot share your dreams with everybody. There's some dreams that uh, I cried over them in the midnight hour. <laughs> But the, the, the tears watered my dreams. And now is the time that they're being manifested. Now is being the time that they're growing, that I am sowing what I reaped. And I'm, I'm just in awe of what God is doing in my life. As, as I have stated before, let me slow down. I'm a preacher. So, you know, people tell me sometimes, like when you're speaking, you're not always preaching. But when I feel this thing on tonight, tonight I feel this thing on tonight that... That, that that as we end this year, that 2020, we went through some things in 2020, but I believe that, that there's going to be an abundance of rain in 2021. It's like when the prophet told his servant seven mm. times, go see that he all that had not rained, it had not rained, and bye, bye, he bye, told bye, his bye. servant, 
go and go, go and see if, if, if there's any rain. And seven times the servant came back. Uh, but at the last time, the servant says, and this is what I'm saying to you on tonight, that I see a little fist. I see a little cloud about to burst. I hear abundance of rain that's about to fall in Ooh, our life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hold, you made it through 2020, not for not. If you look around, so many people we're saying rest in peace too, but you are still here for a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. No matter what the enemy says to you, he cannot kill what God has already ordained to live. So on tonight, this is what you see me doing right now is what Hallelujah. I do. I'm an empower. I empower you to dream again. I want you to be like Joseph, even though his brothers mocked him, even though people laugh at you, even though people think, but see, let me give you a secret. The reason why people hate on you when you're dreaming is because they know, they see the potential in you. See, people hated on me. I couldn't understand. I said, why do people hate on me? I don't have nothing. I'm overweight. I'm bald-headed. Why are people all waiting on me? Why are people always, but then those same people had to come to me and ask me for advice. Those same people wanted me to write papers for them. Those same people wanted me to pray for them because you know what they saw? They saw the anointing on my life, like Joseph's brother saw. Woo! They saw the anointing on his life, and he they tried to kill the anointing. But how many people know what God has anointed to live. Can no devil in hell stop? So once bye, again, bye, bye. I am Minister Alma Thomas. You can find me on Facebook at Alma Thomas. Tonight I'll be giving away my dream killer book. I'm an author of, of, of two solo projects. Um, dream killers and from the waiting room to the recovery room and I'm, uh, I'm a part of so many countless anthologies that I cannot count them. My upcoming solo project is going to be um, Never Was Daddy's Little Girl and it's talking about fatherlessness in America and how men need to be in their child's life whether they're with the mother or not. The importance of being a father to your child. That's what my next book is going to be and I'm working on several anthologies but I'm a grief, I'm a grief coach because I went through something that I never thought. See, I, my, my pain was necessary for my ministry because I went through something that I thought I would never survive. When I buried my son, <laughs> when I buried my son, they thought I wasn't going to make it. They were sitting on the dock of the bay waiting me for me to stay in that pit. But I went from the pit. And I've been in a prison, not a physical prison, but I've been in a mental prison. So I went from the pit to a mental prison, and now I'm waiting on my palace in Jesus' name. Everybody be blessed on tonight, and remember, if you don't remember anything else, I hear for 2021, abundance of rain. God bless you. Amen. 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 Wow. 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 And that's just confirmation, because when I woke up this morning, I woke up, it was pouring down raining. It was pouring down raining. We did a conference. We did a conference this week. We started off Sunday. We did a conference. Reset. Well, renew, reset, and restore. And I tell you, God moved. God moved on that thing. Because we got to go back. We got to renew our mind. We got to get back to that place where Jeremiah 29 and 11, because it's real. He had a plan for us. He said he had a plan for us to prosper us, for us being good, help us to have hope in the future. That's his word. And his word is not going to return to us. Turn to him void. We may get off track. We may get sidetracked. Things may come. But his word is not going to return to him void. He, if he had to reset us to get us back on that path to restore us to where he want us to be. 
I thank him for that. I thank I, I thank him for Alma tonight. Um, <clears throat> she's been a part of my platform for a while since I started AALAC. Um, she's been supporting me, and I thank God for her um, because she always bring a word. She always bring a word. I tell you, I thank God for her on tonight. So we're going to move on. Our next author is Tamika. Tamika, are you here, baby? I think I seen her. Tamika, are you here? Tamika, unmute yourself. You're up. Hi. Hello, hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hello, just trying to get situated. Um, well, my name is Tamika. Um, I'm a co-author of Lord Jesus, Owning Your Own Truth, uh, Affirmation Journal, and a co-author of Owning Your Own Truth. Um, my journey started mm, when I was a little girl. Let's start there. But by the grace of God, I was able to get through those trying times. And four years ago, I lost my father. A year after that, I experienced a traumatic experience of losing my daughter at 14 to suicide. Losing her, I felt like I lost me. I felt like, God, what is this? I'm your servant. I'm your vessel. Why my child had to go. And I kept asking God why. Because I was angry. And I sat on the side of the bed one day and God, and I kept saying, God, why my child? Why did she have to leave so young? And he said, well, why my child? And I had to sit back and say, oh, my God. Because he watched his son for 33 years. Being talked about being abused all the way to the cross. Shedding his blood for us. To let me know you're not alone. And he graced me with the grace of Mary, Jesus' mother. And I hear all the other authors who have lost children. So I understand that process. I understand that walk. To understand and to know that in all you, you want to give up ministry. You want to walk away, but you can't. And, and the devil wasn't finished because he tried to take another one of my children to suicide three years ago. Not once, but twice. And the second time I told the devil, you will not, she will live and not die. She will accomplish and do everything that God set out for her to do. And today I can say that my oldest baby graduated a magna cum laude, the highest honor and a bachelor's degree from Cheney University. So I tell you, when God is good, God is good all the time. Amen. He will not leave us, nor he will not forsake us. All of us has come through some journeys. But when you got nothing else, you got God. Because when I tell you I had nothing else, I laid at Jesus' feet. I laid at God's feet because that's all I had. So when we, when we, when we 
put our books out there, when we put our life out there, it's not to say exposing us, but we want to let you know that we're not alone. You're not alone in this. There's a, a piece in my affirmation journal that I want to read that bless my life and every person that have purchased this book. It has been such a blessing. You know, in the last part of the book that I wrote, I just want to read this. It says, speak this one over yourself. I am loved. I am called. I'm chosen. I'm in a rich. I am rich in every way and generous in every occasion. I'm anointed, appointed, and equipped and enabled by the power of God that works mightily within me. No weapon forms against me will prosper. No enemy scheme against me will succeed. I live, I breathe, serve powerfully under the shelter of the most high God. When you had, when you has, when you has, when God has selected you, it doesn't matter who rejected you or neglected you. God's favor outweighs all opposition. You are a winner. Always remember that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Isaiah 43 and 2, 2 and 3. When you go deep, go through three waters, I will be with you. When you go through waters of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through fire of opposition, you will not burn up. The flames will not consume you, for I am God, for I am the Lord your God. Just know that God is with you through everything. Through this holiday, there are hard times. We have lost children. We have lost parents. I lost my mother a year ago. So there has been tremendous losses. But I look to the hills with cometh my help and my help cometh from God. So I want you to hold on, whoever listen, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Because no matter what's going on, just know that when you cross over, you cross over, you shifted with God when you shift in 2021. Just know that your greater, the last will be the first. Your ladder will be greater. My next project will be, my next book is From Pain to Purpose. Because we have a purpose. Everything that we go through, we don't understand why we have to face so many traumatic experiences. We don't know why we have to go through molestation. We don't know why we have to go through the rejection. We don't know why I have to lose so much. But all we know is that God is God and he is God alone. And he knows our ending from our, from our beginning to our ending. You can reach me on Facebook at Tamika Glenn. Or you can reach me on Instagram, babygirl38. But I want y'all to be blessed. A happy new year. Crossover into this year knowing that your greater is coming. No matter what it looks like, your greater is coming. Speak life into your situation. Speak life into your children. Y'all be blessed. Happy new year. May God bless you. Amen. 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 I, 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 I just have to touch on something, but we're going to take a break after I say, after I say this y'all, um, <laughs> that kind that hit me because she family and the month that she lost her daughter, I lost five other family members that month, five other family members. So that means she lost, I think she lost four more family members. My grandmother, her daughter, two more cousins I lost to suicide that same month in May. 
The following year, I lost my dad. The day before Mother's Day. And then this year, I lose my brother. But God. True. <laughs> but God. Mm, but God. God. And it was because of the phone call I received from her the day after she lost her daughter that made me write the suicide, the do the suicide collaboration project that I did and released. Um, actually, I released it this year. I started this project in 2018 and life happened. So much happened. So many people came against me. So much happened when I started this book because the enemy didn't want this book to come. Mm -mm. But it released this year mm. during Suicide Awareness Month. I was not only able to share my journey, but I was able to share 19 other individuals that had dealt with this demon too. Mm -hmm. One young lady in this book, she revived her lifeless daughter that graduated this year. I, I thank God for this journey. I ain't always understood this journey, y'all. Mm. But I, I, I thank him for it. Because who, me? An author? Like Alma said, an author? Me? Never thought of it. I'm from the country. I'm from a, a, a one way in, one way out. Everybody on my street, I knew. 252 acres, that, that, that's us. Did nobody come on our, on, our, on our land? Did nobody come bother us? If you came on our street, if we didn't know who you was, we was on the phone calling each other to find out why they on our land, why, why they in our area. That, that's where I come from. So a lot, a lot of this, this experience and, and, and life that I've been through, <laughs> y'all, this has been a journey. And I know, just like, just like somebody typed in the comment box, it wasn't for you. I know that this journey that I'm on, I know that it's not for me. It's for the people's life that I have to um, contact, that I'm going to come in contact with. Because I know that it's not by my strength, but I know it's God that works within me that allows me to be able to do the things that I do. A lot of people are saying, how does this girl keep going? <laughs> the day my brother passed, I did my show. I wasn't going to cancel my show. Why? My brother, my, my brother suffered for 25 years, a quad, not able to use his limbs, not able to walk, not able to do anything. He, could, he couldn't even stretch his own head, couldn't even, could, had got to the point to where if he needed to cough, he, somebody had to go push him in the stomach so he could cough. When my, when my dad passed last year, my brother was hospitalized that Monday after we buried my dad, he never came home. That's why I can keep going because I know my brother's in a better place. Mm -hmm. And I press because I can't come on these lives. I can't come before these people all the time and tell them that you got purpose and tell them that Luke 1 and 37 is real if I don't do it myself. I can't tell somebody that something's going to come at you and it's going to attack you and it's, gonna, it, 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 it's, it's, it's there and you got to overcome it if I'm not doing it. But I thank you guys. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Um, we're going we're gonna to play a song. We're going to take a break. Um, I thank y'all for coming on tonight because this, is, this was needed. Yes. This was needed. So I, I thank you guys for being obedient and for participating. Uh, Mark, you can go ahead and um, 
breakers, please. Thank you.